the one and only Darren Green Show. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy Darren Green. You already know what it is. It's the Darren Green Show. I'm here with my co-host, Ama. Okay. Hello, everyone. We Hi. Got, <laughs> we got some surprises today. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is episode one nine eighty seven, I think, right? Because last last one was one ninety six one eighty six. Because I um I did we you wasn't there, but I did a show last uh, Saturday. Yeah, so it's just you know we're moving along. How you been? Uh, I've been good. Um, just like had a rough, busy week last week, mm-hmm. but this week's been a little bit better. I'm able to be a little bit more productive and getting things done to get me, you know, because people have those days. I was having like one of those little depress- depressing moments, you know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. you gotta like yeah. regroup, and I'm regrouping myself right now. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm doing a thousand times better. Right. I feel like I'm burnt out. Like, oh yeah, and I almost died last week. <laughs> yeah, because you wasn't here last no. week, and and I was worried because I know you said you were sick and. What was going on? Boy. So I had a um like a, a cute little business meeting with a couple of people mm-hmm. um about about a, a job. But like they made it like a business type of offer. It was you know. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you know, come to the office, let's let's talk. Um but yeah, you know, I'm ordering lunch for everybody to eat Peruvian food. And mind you, I've had Peruvian food like once. Once. Or maybe twice. But um she ordered it. It was delicious. I'm not gonna hold you. So mm-hmm. I was dogging it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you ate a lot of it, okay. The next morning, like I had like like sharp pains in my stomach, like somebody was like almost ripping, trying to like get out my stomach, <laughs> like type right. of thing. Oh it my goodness. The most painful feeling in the world, like to the point where I was just like in the bathroom where I was like, something gotta give, like this doesn't make sense. Like it mm-hmm. gotta be Yes, I was just throwing up everything, no water, electro. Like, I needed energy. I had no energy. Yeah, no energy. Couldn't eat every time I ate. I'm thinking, like, somebody told me, like, it was a stomach virus going around. So I'm like, maybe I could have caught it because it was like everything I was eating was not. mm -mm, I could not hold it down. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm glad that you're better. Um, Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like for me, like I said, I'm. To, this week drained me. Okay, I feel like working forty hours a damn. I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Okay, but you know what? We get you know. I have, to, I have to do the things. You know, I'm still working at H and R Block, but more recently, I just got a job offer at Wells Fargo. I'll be a bank teller. Period. So I actually went in to get fingerprinted today. So everything is official, and we're just going to tr- make a transition to from this place to that place. But I'm just like, damn, I need a break. <laughs> Cause I'm doing this and I'm also doing like okay. content creating, which is which is very like that could be draining as well too. But I love doing this, so it's not a not a big deal. But anyway, <laughs> that's what we had. To, that's what that was was going on with our weeks. I'm happy to announce, right, that we are once again joined by rapper, LGBTQ advocate, entrepreneur, cast of the award winning web reality series that is the Circle NYC, and former co-host of this podcast. Prince Derek Dahl. Hold on, let's let's You're get my this. cousin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Here we go. Here we go. What's Hello, up? Hello, darling. 
Hey y'all! Hello, handsome. Oh, now we got a feature with Yo- Yoshi. Oh my goodness! Yes, yeah, you know they ham, child. It's like, come on, they be ready to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. What's going on, child? Oh. <laughs> I mean, so how's it been? I mean, I know you've been you did a lot of interviews recently, so this is really going to be more of a conversation. This is a catch up, okay? Because we we have got to catch up on a lot that's happened, okay? Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think the last time we actually met up, it was it was your birthday party at what? what uh, it was. I know it was at in Newark. Mm. When I tell you yeah, that, 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 that was a scene. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you came in with the with the lady Gaga. I was just like, what's going on? Yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> yes, I was here for it. I, I yes. see that's I seen you there too. I'm a, we that's when we that's the uh, well we met when we did the photo shoot for the podcast, the cover art. But like but we before, again yeah, and I was like, hey, y'all, I was I like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun night though. I love that. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great experience. I was talking to one of my. Um, friends the other day because um, my birthday is in two weeks so we were, everybody's like what are you doing what are you doing I was like I don't think anything in the next four or five years is going to top my birthday last year mm-hmm. um, mainly because you know it was not just my birthday I had a listening party for music that I had been been working on that yeah. I was excited about and got a chance to see people really vibe to it and receive it and just have a good time you know um and so it was a real, it was a real celebration considering everything that I'd gone through up to that point. And just to be surrounded by people that I love and care for and that love and support me and for us to just have a good time. And it was fun. It was, it was, it was, it was a moment. Um, and so this one's probably going to be a little more low key and okay. a little more childish, but yeah, it was a great time. And I'm glad that you all finally connected. <laughs> We were trying to get um we were trying to get Ama on the show before and we were trying to bring another co-host on. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. And I don't know, I guess it just didn't work out because I think scheduling, scheduling and mm-hmm. going through some other things too. So I'm glad that it worked out the way that it did. So welcome. Welcome Thank to the Barry Green Show. Welcome, guys. <laughs> no, she is. I, I love Ama. She brings she brings something to the show that you know. I always wanted. Um, just like I always love the idea of having like a panel type of podcast where it's like multiple people, and you know, having three. You know, more is the merrier. You know, I'm I'm here for it. Here for whoever wants to come on and join. But um. You know, you've been you've been to a lot of places recently too, because I mean, I know you went to the VMA Awards. You walked, you did the red carpet for them. You was, you know, you interviewed a couple people. You interviewed Saucy Santana. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like seeing you do that because I, I think I was like I was doing a watch party and I was like looking at the red carpet. And I was looking at Instagram and seeing what people had on. I mean, like you were. I think I seen you on Pop Crave because they retweeted your um your red carpet look, and I was just like. Oh my goodness! Like that is just so amazing that you know I know someone that is literally doing the things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and you saw Nikki. I know you did. <laughs> Look, I did. I was uh, there. I was in the building. <laughs> like that my was life. yeah, yeah. It's so it's it's so interesting. I know me and Ama talked about it. Like how um, they're doing the VMAs in Newark now. That is their, now their second time, which is like a big thing for Jersey. It's a big thing for Newark as well, but. You know, really, like I would never thought that you know a place like a award show would do would be in Jersey. Um, well, I mean, they use they utilize Prudential Center all the time. Even when they when people book their New York shows, they consider mm-hmm. 
Newark to be like a mini NYC. Mm. Um, and we're we're pushing now even with the city is that no, when you book these shows or when you listen to them on your website, list it as a Jersey, as a Jersey site. It's not oh, just, oh, man. I'll be in New York performing at Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. No, you're going to be performing in New Jersey, in Newark. Yeah. Okay. If you want to perform in New York, they got all them stadiums. You can go mm-hmm. to Madison Square Garden, go to Barclays. You, you know what I mean? But when you come to Prudential, when you come to to, to, to Newark, you're in Jersey. So I think it's a great, a great look. And I was just, you know, just glad to be there mm-hmm. and to kind of like live my dreams out loud too. So yeah, it was definitely, it was fun. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. The VMA Awards, that's, that was always one of my favorite awards because they, they were fair. One with the with you know how they issue out their awards. I love that they gave Nikki the Vicky the Nikki. I said not the Nikki Vanguard, the, right? The video yeah, Vanguard, the Nikki Vanguard award. Okay, <laughs> I'm like definitely overdue. Let's be very clear. Um, but you know, yeah, that's that's. I'm glad, I'm happy that you that you had that experience. Um, now when it comes to music, because I know you just dropped like a mixtape and like Gold Rush X. Mm-hmm. That let me just tell you, I love I love the Chop remix, but my personal favorite is All Right because you know I'm you know I'm in the pop, you know I love me a good pop record, okay? And this is like <laughs> almost dance pop. Uh-huh. I I love it. It's catchy. So I mean I'm glad that you're doing that, but also I mean, is the album what's going on with that? Like are we? Because I know I heard some snippets, I heard some songs and stuff like that. Is it finalized? What's going on with that? Right. So, oh crazy story about the album. So the album is still coming, okay. right? So me doing Gold Rush X, it was literally, um, I had forgotten to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of my first EP, which mm. was Gold Rush. That came out in December, on December 12th, 2012. Um, and I was going through some of my, get down. I was going <laughs> through some of my, um, social media and one of the memories popped up and it was like, Oh, nine years. It was like, Oh snap. I was like, my first EP is 10 years old. Like I'm literally a vet now. Like I've been doing this for over a decade. Like been, I've been pursuing my dreams and writing and recording and, and living and learning and, and all this stuff for over a decade. And I really wanted to be able to celebrate it. I wanted to be able to give my fans who um, remembered some of those songs um, from the first time, give them a reimagination of it, remastering, different mm-hmm. quality. Um, and I was like, okay, well, people have been asking me about a Chop remix, if I'm going to do one. And there's still two other remixes of Chop that are coming well, with the album. I'm excited because I love yeah. that. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good song. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what? It's a celebration. Like, I spent New Year um, in Curacao. And we we brought the New Year in on the beach at a big big ass dance party, and I remember what that vibe was like. Mm-hmm. You know, people out there on the beach drinking and partying. And so when I thought about doing the remix of Chop, I produced that myself. I got found my beat, and I mixed it, engineered, and stuff like that because I was like, that's what I had in my head, and that's what I wanted to bring this the energy for this year is literally like just being, you know, fully present um, and having a good time. That beat is such a dominating kind of beat, like it gra- doom, 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 like it grabs right. you. So I was like, that's how I want to walk into rooms this year. That's what I want to feel. That's the vibe I want to give. And so um I, I 
literally put that together in like maybe two weeks, like mm. a week or uh, two weeks. Um, and I had beats from eight years ago that I'd written to that I'd never recorded because it's like, oh, I had no money to go to studio time and ah, mm. all these other these things that happened in life, right? Um, now I'm in a place where I'm able to freely create. And so I was like, I don't have any excuses anymore. So let me just go ahead and record this. Let me see what it would sound like. And I did. And it came out, it came out really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it was just an offering, you know, just a layover until the album is ready. But the album is coming. Um, I have um, three, three songs that I'm, I'm waiting to finish. I have one song that's out for a collaboration that I'm waiting to hear back Ooh, on. Okay. Um, and it could, it could definitely be a, a, a game changer for me in my career if it gets in on time. Um, but right. I'm not in a rush anymore, mm-hmm. right? I'm not in a rush. The album is coming. Trophy season is coming. Okay. Trophy season is coming. You all will get Jumanji. You're gonna get Mirror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, you're gonna get bring that. You're gonna get bring the doll out. You're gonna get all of those things mm-hmm. that you can hear movies on social media. Um, so the album is coming. It'll be out sooner than you think, actually. Okay, I thought you was about yeah. to give us a little September, September, spring, summer. Uh, <laughs> not sure. Right I'm thinking that. it's gonna drop on his birthday. That's why I'm scared. Mm. I feel like that's something that he might do. Mm. He said he wants a subtle event. Yo, okay. you want a subtle birthday, baby? <laughs> This is gonna be it's nice. nice. Enough. Enough. I could drop it and y'all can listen. Oh, period. This is a nice period. little key. <laughs> I, I I will not confirm nor deny. Oh, say allegation. I look look at I'm getting the okay, trying to get the. Right. <laughs> I'll just it. I'm just gonna say that it's coming. When when think thing drop, uh-huh. just think thing. <laughs> now you say you have two different remixes for Chop. So I mean, is there gonna be is that is that the one with? You're gonna have a feature with that with one. You think you might have a? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so the other the other two remixes of Chop will have other feature artists. One of them will have two other artists on it, and then the other one will be, um, I'll just say this. So, so one of them is gonna be a Jersey Club mix. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have a. I'll have a Jersey mm-hmm. artist um, on that one. So, yeah, it's gonna be, you know. I didn't think that Chop was gonna be that girl like that, but what? <laughs> when you when you yo when you played that song when we was in like I think my school studio and I heard mm-hmm. it I heard it for the first time before you even dropped it like I was you like the first this I was like this this is catchy the lyrics like the way that you're rapping on here I was like this you you ate okay people are gonna like this people are gonna flock to this and when you dropped it and it got the 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 reception that it got like I was like mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chop did this big one. Yeah. And I was, I was so, I was surprised. Like, damn, I really was just talking shit. <laughs> I was just talking, I was just popping my shit. But all right. That's you know? how, that's how it works. That's how it works out, child. You talk your shit and then, and then it gets what it, it gets the reception yeah. that it gets. Um. So, yeah. Let me see if there's anything. So, another topic. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You being on uh, the Circle NYC, okay. I definitely watched you a lot in the first season. I, I, I wish you would have been on there a little bit more, but I, I think I think really? I, I don't think I seen you. I I really I'm not trying to say that they didn't give you enough screen time or anything like that, but like I don't know. I mean, I just I felt like I didn't see you an, a lot. 
Oh. Mm. I mean, I've seen I you in every episode, but it wasn't like... Yeah. Yeah. I, was in, I was in every episode, and of, mm-hmm. of all the other cast members, I had the most scenes. I had the most um, individual scenes. Individual, okay. Um, yeah, which, which is why I was a lead. So um, I think that because of... Because of how many people we were working with last time, it was kind of hard for them to kind of like put the stories together. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I was I was open and willing to to tape, you know, there was only two things that I missed. Um, but season season the reason we have a season six coming is because in the middle of season five. You know, it got to the point where I was showing up for everything and they they weren't. And I was oh. not about to continue to keep coming from Jersey to film or rearranging my schedule when people who live 10, 15 minutes away from the place we taping at ain't showing up. Um, and so there was a plea to we need new people. Mm. And um, the producers got together, as you saw on the, the season finale. And they got a call and, and they would either decide to cut our season short um, and, and, and recast for another season or they were going to add people into our season. Um, and, and um, you know, ultimately they decided we're just going to close this season out and then we're going to bring in new people, new people and we'll just start over. So, and- um, so yeah, so season six is kind of like an extension. I literally taped for almost a whole year consistently. Like I taped all year, all year long. All year. From October, 2021 to I think um, J- July, August of 2022. So I taped for a very long time, like almost a whole year of just taping back to back. So. Um, I think it was a great introduction, though. You know, I, I didn't have any issues with how many scenes I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, the fans received me well, and I was grateful for that. Um, it was just an opportunity for me to share my story. So okay. um, I really enjoyed that season. All right, all right. Uh, well, but you'll see enough of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I just, I was here. For, at first, I was watching it, you know, just to see. I'm like, oh, I'm going to see what they're going on. Going on. But mm-hmm. I... I it, it, you were like new to the show too, and it could have been like you know, hey, you know, people that were there before. It's probably a little bit more seniority to certain things. But um, season six is coming, and I was about to ask for like a taste of what's to come. But we actually have a video, uh, a little sneak peek of what's to come on uh, season six of the Circle NYC. We're gonna play it now, and then we're gonna talk about it because I already got some things to say. <laughs> A lot of different energies going on. Uh, You can tell off the rip that you're going to have some that are going to be firecrackers, and then you have some that are probably going to be duds. But I'm interested in getting to know them individually. But as a group, I think that we may have found our magic mix. Prepared for anything. Child, be prepared, because these these kids give the absolute most. Leave me the fuck alone! Leave me the fuck alone! Leave me alone! Shit! Leave me the fuck alone, because I ain't gonna be tight. And you don't want that type of smoke. So leave me alone. Period. What you taking your shit off for? Uh, 
conversation, grown ass man. So if you, you don't right. want nothing to do with ass, then I'll beat your up. ass. You're don't not play with ass. Are you beating? Who ass are you beating? Play with you. You gonna get stand up like this in front of these white people? In front of these white people like this? You turn around and then. No, it wasn't. I asked you. I grabbed you. I asked you when I had you by your neck at that sink. What did I say to you? I looked you in your eyes and what did I say to you? Don't do that. Get it? No, you don't. got the game fucked up who child okay so <laughs> first off yeah first question is Go where ahead. were your clothes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so after looking at that i was like damn that does look crazy like why am i i'm literally sitting here arguing with this boy in a cowboy hat and a thong so um that night um there was an event that um they that we had it was the p valley party and you'll get a chance to see the episode and oh. you probably if you see the super trailer on youtube you can see some other clips from the party so you'll see everybody else had on they sexy stuff too it's just that i hadn't changed out of my stuff yet um when that happened right i hadn't changed back into my my, my regular clothes um but yeah it was a it was a themed party and so that's that's why i was dressed like a I was wondering, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> right, I was like, I thought it was like a, a photo shoot or something that you went to. I was like, girl, what's going on? And I see at first when I seen it, I didn't think that he was arguing at you. I thought the way you looked in that moment for a second, I was like, oh, maybe you're trying to be like the peacekeeper or something like that. And he's arguing with somebody else. I'm like, oh, he, he's talking to you like that? Because when you took off the necklace, I'm like, are we doing this? Are we... <laughs> First right, of, I mean, yeah. once somebody tells you that you don't want, you don't want the smoke, um, to me, that's where I'm from. Like, you can't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a threat to me. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? So, I'll, if you listen to the, if you listen to it, I was kept asking, like, what do you mean? I don't want the smoke. What smoke don't I want? Like, what are you talking about? And um, I think that you know, as you watch the season, you'll get a chance to see why things escalated the way that they did. Mm-hmm. There was a situation that happened off camera that was brought on camera that got absolutely exacerbated okay and i think i just i just i had enough i had enough so um yeah just but i mean well you have to watch it and see how it plays out right i think that um you know it does for a lot of the fans who you know were introduced to me on season five like y'all know i'm a peacekeeper like i'm about my business yeah. i'm about my money i'm about my brand i'm about like i want everybody to have a good time um, and so it was a shocker to them. He's like, oh, I don't think we're going to see Derek in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, I'm a human being. And you also, you know, this is this is an opportunity for you to get a chance to really know us and see us in a vulnerable way. And this was one of those times where you got to see the other side of me, you know. And um, I'm not making any apologies uh, at the moment about anything that people will see this season. Um because it's 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 my truth, right? I am going to if I'm going to do reality TV, I feel like I'm obligated to really show up as myself, mm-hmm. and you know, 
I, I have the range. Okay. <laughs> I have the range and uh, people who really know me and you know, I'm from Shreveport, you know where I'm from and you know how, um, how deeply I love my friends and like um, how intentional I am about wanting to see people experience the best of themselves too. Like I'll, if there's something I can do to help somebody, I do it just because I feel like it's, that's how we're supposed to do this. That's how everybody's supposed to do this, this life thing that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and some people, I realize like there are other people out in the world who really just only think about themselves and um, haven't really, haven't really tapped in yet. Um, and so it was, it was hard to navigate, especially with so many people. This is the largest cast in yeah. reality's uh, history. I think there's like 14 or 15 of us. Uh, on the cast uh, for season six. Um, and so it was, it was, it was, it, the environment was created to where there was opportunity for drama everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And my thing was like, and y'all know me, I, let me stay out the way, child. Where's, <laughs> where the food and where's the bag, okay? <laughs> y'all know why I came here. Yeah. Where is the food? Okay, but, but see, always talking about how to make more money. Yeah, they, it, but w with reality TV, they it, it, it's always the person they people try to attack the person that is like the most like bipartisan and in, in, in the fact that you know they're not trying to start anything. But you know, people that get on, they're trying to get some type of name for themselves and and want to get some type of optics. Clout. Oh, oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay, clout. That's a, that's okay. A, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and yeah, they want to pick out the person that they think that okay, they're neutral. They're not gonna do too much. Mm. Mm. You could be That's mistaken. A mistake. <laughs> and you think you thought wrong. <laughs> you thought wrong. Okay. <laughs> you thought clearly that. you wasn't thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting. I, I, I think I like. I love the cast. We're gonna be watching. Good. Okay. Um, and we gonna we gonna see what it gives with that. Okay. And I know we're getting close to. I mean, are we getting close to Pride? I mean, it is getting, it's starting to get a little warmer. <laughs> I know you're doing, you do a lot of the North Prize. Is there anything in store? Is there anything, have, have you been in any meetings or anything? I actually have a, I have a brunch meeting tomorrow. Um, we're, we're about to, to set up our outline so that we can, to, can start, you know, getting ready for, for Pride in mm -hmm. Newark uh, and Pride season in general. Um, this year is a little different. Yeah, because there's so much happening in our country right now. And um, there are like four or five states that have literally trying to pass anti, you know, trans laws and um, trying to literally revoke uh, LGBTQ rights uh, in some of these states. And we're so privileged that we live in New Jersey, um, where Governor Murphy has um, codified a lot of protections um, that that will secure, you know, LGBTQ youth housing, um, trans health uh, issues and insurance, um, protecting us when it comes to employment, uh, gay marriage, um, things like that. So, uh, I really wanted to make sure that this pride is gonna it's gonna have a little different feel to it. But because we were able, we the past couple of years, like my team has been able to do an amazing job. Um, we kind of have our blueprint already. So now it's just about plug and play and executing. Um, and, you know, last year after that, I got invited to the governor's mansion mm -hmm. and got a chance to, to, to network with people who really want to see Newark become uh, an example 
for how we are, you know, moving policies forward to protect our trans youth, to protect our LGBTQ um, seniors and like um, really making pointed efforts to to make this place an equitable place for all citizens. Um, I was at the White House last month mm-hmm. for a Black History LGBTQ briefing. And um, it's funny because 10 minutes after that trailer dropped on Wednesday, I got an email uh, inviting me back to the White House. So I'll be at the White House on Wednesday um, for um, for another briefing specifically about New Jersey and what we're doing here um, to, to uh, push policies forward and also to advocate for the Equality Act that we're trying to get Congress to pass um, expeditiously because... You know, without those federal protections, these states are literally rolling back the hands of time and putting a lot of lives in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a child who, whose parents have agreed to assist them in as far as their their um, their transition, not about surgical reassignment, but just making sure that they're on their hormone treatments and they have access to their psychotherapist. Um, working with them on their social transition, and then the state comes in and 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 it becomes a law where it says, "Oh, well, you have to stop that. Stopping the mid transition yeah. can yeah. cause a, cause more harm, right? It also takes away parents' rights to raise their children and to do what they think is best for their kids. Um, it ostracizes uh, a, 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 an entire demographic of America, and so like." It's we're in a different space and there's nothing to really I won't say be afraid because I feel like the change has already happened. You know, we're already we're here. We're present. But this isn't a time to retreat. This is the time to strategize. This is the time to galvanize um, our, our communities, bring um, bring communities together from different cities, different states. Um, and when we talk about pride, pride started as a protest um, and not a party. And so this year's feel is going to be a little different. That's all I can say in, in the no. city of Newark. I know that's right. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm honored to, to, to be in this place that I'm in right now for such a time as this. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Pride this year. And you'll be, there'll be an announcement coming out soon um, when we release what our theme is. And then all the stuff will start. All right, that's, that's and Amma's on that team too. So she's just sitting there. Amma has been my 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 vending chair. Uh oh, for, for the last two years, and she worked with vendor relations for the last two years. And uh, last year, she did an amazing. Amma was going through it, but she literally worked her ass off from the from the hospital bed with a laptop. <laughs> she still managed to, to get things to manage to get yes. things done. Um, I had my best week. friend go grab my laptop. I'm like, go get that laptop, mm-hmm. house keys, and everything. Get the laptop, from there. get the charger, <laughs> have everything. Um, but yeah, but it, it's it's people. This crazy. What's funny to me is every year I'm kind of like, oh god, we got to do this again. Um, but people now, the same people who told me that they didn't even know there was a pride in Newark, you know, three, three, four years ago, we're, we're this is our 18th year. Mm-hmm. There are people oh, wow. who lived here who didn't even know we had it. And now they're asking like, um, so we still have pride. I haven't seen anything. Like, do you need some <laughs> money? Do you need some blah, blah, blah? So I'm like- It's more engagement. Able, yeah, I'm glad that we've been able Honestly, to energize our city. Honestly, when he asked me and was like, you know, you want to be within the chair? I was like, 
they really do this down here? And things, I grew up downtown Newark, so I'm like, really, this happens down here? Mm. We go all the way to the city and we got something happening. There. I, I didn't know. I'm not even going to hold you. I didn't. Yeah. The last two um, prize, well, the, the last one I couldn't attend, but from what I saw was were successful. And it's definitely, it was definitely events where it opened their eyes to see, you know, what was going on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because they threw on a lit event with lit people, of course. <laughs> and the thing is, they make it like a week-long event. It's just not one day. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not one day. It's something to do every single day, which I think was exciting for me, too, because it's like, okay, we all have jobs. I mean, where we grow up, well, where we're living right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not in my mansion yet. We're going to speak that into existence. Okay. But, you know, it's coming. It's on. Mm-hmm. It's coming. God got it. Mm-hmm. But, um, like... We are. We have to work in order to maintain, in order to fund our dreams. We have to work. So, mm-hmm. like being that, you know, it is a week long event. And if I can't make it this day, I can definitely go to an event this day. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it was awesome. It was a privilege to put my city on. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love it. Anything that has to do with putting my city on is amazing for me. Yeah. And, and we did that, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to everybody. I'm and I'm glad that the city now understands the value of mm. the types of uh, events and how affirming it is. Because you can't tell us that you know Newark is a safe place or that you're interested in you know creating you know more more diversity and and highlighting uh, inclusion if. If, if the people don't get a chance to see themselves in anything or in any spaces. And so I think what Pride has done or what we've done here in Newark is we've shown people that um, these are the people, these same people that that you may not even know, because, you know, nobody, everybody, nobody owes you, owes to tell you what their sexuality is. Like, we don't owe that to anybody, mm-hmm. right? It's your own personal business. But it allows businesses to be able to see like, oh, snap, like they come in here all the time. Like, and I've never, you know, I've never, you know, been able to like put community together or introducing LGBTQ business owners. Like, oh, I didn't know you were family. Like, I didn't know this was a place that I could come and feel safe because in your brain, you're like, oh, it's Newark and you got to be careful and you got to buy a bottle. Like, no, like there, there are spaces and places here that will welcome you where you can feel safe, you can have fun, where you feel valued, where you can share and exchange ideas um, and you can really make change happen. Um, and so, so yeah, I'm happy for Pride. I also have an, an, another announcement coming out later this year. Um, actually, I may announce it at Pride. I'm oh, gonna okay. announce it at Pride. I oh. thought about something. I'm gonna announce it at Pride. Um, but um, there's some more, there's a lot of work to do, and I just feel like I'm in a position now where I'm able to to do it and dedicate a little more time to it. Mm-hmm. So um, there's definitely gonna be some 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 new things. The doll is going to be dolling all year. Period. Yeah. Okay, let's put that bomb on it all right. <laughs> now, period. Now, I know you talked about it briefly, but, like, you know, just the current state of, like, how the queer community is under attack now. I mean, I it before, it wasn't as noticeable as it was. Like, I think what it started for me was the Roe v. Wade situation, right? I said, oh, mm-hmm. they're going after them. They're going after women. Oh, no, we next. We next. Mm-hmm. And, and this is exactly <laughs> what we're seeing in Florida and Texas and all these states. And and it's not even just happening in 
America, and I just want to segue into our first topic because I know that you know the anti-LGBT law in Uganda. I mean, this this is happening worldwide. This the this type of situations, mm-hmm. and for those who may not know, you know, I'll, we'll bring it up. Uganda lawmakers on Tuesday approved the world's harshest anti-gay laws, making some crimes punishable by death, imposing up to twenty years in prison um, for people identifying as LGBTQ. I. <sighs> I made a video about this and I was appalled by that child because the, the the comments that I was getting on TikTok as as progressive as TikTok is, right? P- people saying, "Oh my goodness, this is a win for Uganda. This is what God wants and 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 this is amazing." Like, you know, shout out to them. They need to do this here in America. I'm like, "Well, they're getting close to it." I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's scary. It's not scary in the fact that I'm scared that somebody's going to attack me. It's scary that there are people that are God-fearing that would want to see people die. Like this is literally, and I don't, I don't mean to, to be inflammatory, but this is a genocide. This, this, a lot of people will die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, first of all, when I saw the news about Uganda, I wasn't surprised. Um, but you know, there for, for years, they have been anti LGBTQ laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of African um, states and territories where they would literally, it's, it's, it's literally against the law, right? Um, the only, the issue that I had with, with this one was that it's not about being caught in homosexual acts or like something that's indecent, like a decent exposure or something like that. It's literally a law saying, if you are a person that identifies as LGBTQ or, or can be affirmed that you uh, are a part of this community, it's breaking the law. It's like, how do you tell someone? That's like, to me, it's the same as the make. If, if there was a law saying, hey, if you identify as black, I don't care if I can prove if you black or not, you're going to jail or I'm going to kill you. Because when you attack someone's identity, something that's intrinsic to them, you're literally dehumanizing them. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. You're, you're, you are saying this part, this is... Um, because when we talk about stuff that's illegal, that means that you've you've committed a crime yeah. against someone. You you've acted against something, or you either put someone in harm's way, you've damaged property, um, like that. That's that's what laws are supposed to be for to keep people safe and to protect stuff. That's that's it. So when you make a law that literally attacks the identity of a person. Um, and then they try to use God as the, the, the shield. It's very, it's egregious. And it's, it's actually, it's the evil they talk about. Yeah. This is evil, what you're doing. And utilizing, utilizing religion as a blanket or a shield. Um, I think what we're going to, what, what people aren't expecting, what we're going to see is the veil is dropping and it's like you saying people who um, you want to go after the gays or the LGBT community um, to, as a deflection about what it is that you're doing, about all the corruption that you're doing, about the, um, the, 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 all the immorality that, that you live in your life. It's easier to focus on a vul- another vulnerable person. Somebody or else. Another, somebody else. It's deflection. Mm-hmm. And, I, and especially here in America, I'm just I'm so surprised by all these Republican lawmakers who are known to have um, 
male escorts, um, and, abortions, and had, abortions, and um, drug habits, and all these things, and you want to push this uh, as if it's an issue of morality or safety when when reality is it's it's never really been safe. Yeah. Right. Um, but the rolling back of protections just make it easier for them to get away with harming us. Um, and so. And then know, they use kids. They use kids as a a pawn in this. Oh, it, this is disrupting mm-hmm. kids' lives. And then kids don't need to be seeing this. And this is, you know, with the, when we get into the whole conversation with the drag, mm-hmm. the drag shows, or the kid drag shows or whatever the case is. Right. I'm like, y'all the same kids that watch Bugs Bunny be a woman on cartoons all the time. I mean, Martin. Right. Tyler yeah, Perry. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> right, Martin, Tyler Perry, uh, Martin, I mean, um, Martin Short, like they've all done it. You know what I mean? But it's but it's not about drag. It's not about that. It's about them um, trying to impose impose their form of morality on people who do not who may not subscribe to that. It's just like uh, the Christian Crusades all over again, where you're trying to force people into a covenant of believing something that you believe just because you feel that they should. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I was raised Christian and what I took away from Christianity was that God created me the way he created me because he, he already knows what I'm supposed to be doing. Like the path he has for me is blessed, right? I have a, I'm living a blessed, a blessed life, right? Then you have other people who profess to be Christians who are barely making it through their own struggles but it's easier for them to to point a finger as opposed to taking accountability for themselves and not realizing that God created all of us for our own thing. You are what you believe and your relationship with God has nothing to do with me or anybody else. Yeah. No one is telling you not to raise your kids to be Christian. The only thing we are saying to you is raise your children the Christian way because Jesus loved everybody. everybody. Jesus, his disciples were literally whores, thieves murderers, homosexuals, tax collectors. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not to my picking and choosing, like, y'all need yeah. to pay attention to what's going on. The same people y'all don't like, these are the people that Jesus chose. What is wrong with y'all? And, and, and what I was here, looking at a lot of my comments, and I choose not, I, I just, I, I glance because I want to see what people are talking about, and it's just like, you know, Jesus would do this. I'm like, he would do What? Now, I don't read scripture like that. I'm not, I'm, I don't profess to be no Christian or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, I, I just know Jesus loves all. Yeah, he, 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 I mean, we, we talk about Mary Magdalene, like, she was, you know, mm-hmm. she was a prostitute. A prostitute. She was a city girl. Mm-hmm. Scammer. You know, they okay. said Jesus would have walked pride. He, he would have definitely walked in pride. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Okay. He would so, so I, I, so to see them say this, and it's just like, oh, this is a good thing. No, it's not. And, and what I found interesting too was I read this uh, from NPR. They said that the, one of the potential reasons why or what influenced this law was that there was American evangelicals who would come to Uganda and influence their beliefs. Yes. I, I'm I'm just like, and we got black people saying, oh my goodness, this this is a this is a strike from a or, or getting back at white colonialism. It's still going on. No, but the religion that you have was based off of European colonization. I, I just, I, I don't understand people. I just, I really, <laughs> I guess when like you're democracy, in a... Yeah. Democracy is a, a an American and a, a European concept mm-hmm. that there's a reason why America has forts and bases and training camps in a lot of these countries 
we militarize them, we support them, we give them aid, and we make them, we dismantle whatever government they have, and we put into place democracy and use the word freedom um, as a way to market it because it gives you freedom. It gives you freedom of voice. You get a chance to choose. However, what they don't tell you is, is that under that same banner, when it comes to um, religion and morality and how that influences policy, that is how they pick and choose when and where to, where to uh, enforce oppression. So it's, there's supposed to be a, a separation between church and state. If you look at American politics right now, the evangelicals, especially during the Trump era, the evangelicals had a whole lot of power because they want, they want to protect their way of life and they want to enforce that as the standard mm. for every American, which goes against what America is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about freedom of religion. That means if I don't want to believe in Jesus, I don't have to. So if this is this, this your book, if you have, you're a Christian, this is what you believe, live your life that way. Yeah. Don't create laws based off of what you believe that impact me because now you're trying to force me into a system that I have already said I don't want to be a part of. You're now taking my freedoms away yeah. and then prosecuting me for it. So I just want people to be really aware of how this is working, right? All things are connected, but how this is working. Um, and it's the same, the same way Jesus was crucified. He was crucified by heretics, by people who professed to be um, of the Jewish faith. The, those are the people that hung him. The same Jews that he was raised with, they hung him because he did he did something unconventional. He said, wait a minute, God loves the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm. He loves all of us. God is commanding us to love everyone as we would love ourselves. They didn't like that because with it, with being a chosen generation or being a chosen people, there is a status and there is a there is a system in place where you are allowed to oppress. The same way we talk about. We talk, the same way we talk about racism in America, it's the same thing when it came, like I said, this, this, oh, it's the same thing. It was tribalism then. We're the chosen people of God, which means we have the authority to tell you what to do and take your stuff. When we go to other countries, third world countries, or if we get involved in wars, we're doing the same thing. We're the military. Mm-hmm. We're America. We're the greatest and we're the strongest country on earth, which means we have the authority to come in here and take your stuff. White people came over here. Oh, Native Americans. Oh, this is nice. What's blah, blah, Oh, well, we're from Europe and we have these ships and we blah, blah, blah. We have God chose us and we have the authority to come over here and steal all your land, rip your women, give you herpes, all the things. Yeah, It's the same thing that's happening over and over again. The difference this time is that I feel that we are living in an age of information where people have access to know better and to be aware of what's going on. If you don't understand what's going on, ask questions, seek out information. So that you're not just, so that you won't be one of the people that's taken to slaughter because you didn't know what was happening, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that I think that we're we're a different generation. I, I also think that the kids too. The reason that they want to go after the kids and like use the kids as a pawn is because the kids have now access to that same information. Um, they're able. They're they've been learning about cr- critical race theory online. So you're talking about we don't want this in the schools. They, they, you think these kids don't use YouTube on their iPads? Okay. You think they don't? They don't. You think they don't see the TikToks where we're talking about these particular issues that we're trying to hide from them? You think that kids, if you were in, if you were in eighth grade and you found out that a book was was going to be banned, you're not going to try to read that book. You're not going to go try to figure out what this book was about. Why are they trying to tell me I can't read this? Yeah. What's in it? You get what I'm saying? I think that there's a rude awakening that's about to happen. 
I think that it's going to be the youth that are going to lead us in the right direction. And I think it, as now that we're a little older, we have to make sure that, you know, we we are we hold true to who we are and that we don't cower, that we don't run. But literally stand up for ourselves and say, this is not right. This is why this isn't right. And this is not going to happen here. Period. Oh, my goodness. Many words about it. They call this great. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I pressed that button by accident, but no, that was the, yeah, yeah. And, and people got bigger fish to fry, right? You know, this, this country, and I don't want to get into other people's countries or anything like that, but they are going through corruption, economic segregation right now. I mean, it's a lot of situations and y'all are focused on punching down on LGBTQ citizens. And this will, you know, being that saying that, oh, this is a, this is a, this is a fight against or, or, or getting us getting back to white supremacy. It's just like, but black people are going to suffer from this when we're talking about Uganda. Like, it's 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 crazy. You know, we'll definitely keep you guys posted on this topic. Um, like I said, I'm very just, I'm just, I was, that really just turned me all the way the hell off <laughs> yeah. right. this week. Well, to, to, to your point, though, it's still, it's still upholding white supremacy. If you, if you, Putting, putting white supremacy or enabling a black person to become the oppressor with the same ideology, it's still white supremacy. You're just getting black people to do it. Mm. Yeah. I.e. Candace Owens. That's why we have Ooh. people like her. Oh, I can't stand her, child. She got on my nerves this week, too. <laughs> Talk about that poor lady that, was, that did that Skims campaign. And she yeah, was handicapped. It was a and mind you, she was. This was for Kim to promote her. It was like some. It was something for people that that are disabled. So it was literally a campaign that was designed for somebody in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I, you know they just want to put anybody in a wheelchair. This is just for inclusion, yeah. inclusion yeah. and identity politics. And I'm just like, girl. Yeah, and it's kind of sad. Hush. It's sad that we live in a. We, it's sad that we live in a world where there are people who really don't want the people of the world to 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 be seen and to have the same rights and the same uh, access and the same um, value that they have as if it demeans their value now as if as if you know uh, disabled people or um, you know my other minority groups now having an opportunity it lessens their opportunity. It's like, oh, well, that means if you choose more of them, that means we uh, more of us don't get an opportunity. Okay. Mm. So you were okay with us not getting opportunities for how long? <laughs> okay. You survive. Yeah. Y'all say y'all yeah. want equality, right? Oh, okay. This is what it looks like. People don't want equality. They want supremacy. And that's the problem. Exactly. I think I tweeted something about that last couple weeks or two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't want equality. You want your turn to be the oppressor. Yeah. So say that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunate. Child, let's move on from this child because I'm I'm gonna get rid. <laughs> you know how we you know how we get right. we get to these. So what else is going on? Well, we gotta talk yeah. about yeah. we gotta talk about your girl, honey. We gotta talk about Beyonce. Child, oh. she done parted ways with Adidas. I saw that. <laughs> I saw. Well, I like, Ooh, we moving on up, but she partnered up with Balmain. Well, 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 well yeah, that's you know that's a good thing. Well, it, it, I suspected that this was going to happen because um, it was reported um, recently that Ivy Park lost millions of dollars because of a weak demand. 
and I know you said this before, <laughs> Derek, because because you're you're very critical about the Ivy Park collection and that you know my mom is too. She said I I just think the damn designs are ugly. I'm like okay, hold on, wait. <laughs> I mean, and I look. Let me don't get me confused. It didn't make sense, right? It's like if this came out, if it was Lisa Leslie, or if it was like, um. What's her name? The 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 gymnast. What's her name? Shit, I take Layla Ali if they if she Layla was mm-hmm. like if it was an athlete mm-hmm. that did Ivy Park. If it was Serena Williams, okay. Oh yeah. If she had a line with Adidas and she did athletic wear, athleisure wear, it would make more sense. It doesn't align with Beyonce's brand. We see her performing on stage, and we know that that requires a lot of like conditioning. But I don't see her as a sporty girl. I, the ball main collaboration makes more sense because mm-hmm. you are you you're the you know greatest living entertainer at the moment, and you're supposed to be giving us this high this high value fashion and glam. This makes sense. Her doing sporting wear just didn't make it didn't make sense, and I never saw people in it. Yeah, I never saw people wearing Ivy Park just like the Darion jeans. The only difference was she didn't give she didn't gift boxing to, to all the famous people like she did Ivy Park. I've only seen people in Ivy Park in reels with Beyonce delivered it to them. Mm. I've never seen anybody wear Ivy Park yeah. anywhere. I mean, I've seen a couple of people. I mean, but I'm in that industry, so oh, okay. That's yeah. that's it. Like What's, I'll see a, a couple of uh-huh. like models will have it on, just like little outfits running around outfits. I mean, that's too models running around outfits. And the but, average. Like, I don't know who she was marketing this to, but like the average beehive, you know, the, the stuff was expensive. Okay. I wanted those shoes. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted those. Um, <laughs> It was, it was the Adidas shoes and it had like her colors. Like it was like, um, I forgot what color it was like orange was and burgundy. Or? Yeah. Maroon. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wanted those shoes so bad. They were so expensive. They were like almost 300 something. Wow. I'm I like, mean, but, I mean, what did you expect? Her tickets are crazy. Right. I, I mean, I would expect, I'm not saying, well, but look, Here's the thing, and I don't, when I bring up this artist, I don't mean to compare, but, like, the reason why Rihanna's venture out into entrepreneurship, like, was a little bit more lucrative was because a lot of the shit was cheap, okay? I was able to get goddamn uh, Fenty skincare for, like, 20-something dollars. I mean, the makeup was cheap. The, the, the um, what else? The Savage X Fenty, the underwear? Cheap as hell. It wasn't cheap. cheap. It was affordable. Not affordable. Cheap. Okay, there we go. Affordable. Mm-hmm. It's taking affordable you back to, to like Victoria's Secret prices. That's mm-hmm. what she was giving you. Mm-hmm. Which is why Victoria's Secret is no longer. <laughs> they right. trying to they come back. I heard you. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. She said, I got this. And I think also, too, because she was still, she's still pursuing a music career, too. And I think that balance, you know, you know she's going to put the music first. You know, I think that's just, you know, that's just where she's at. And Beyonce's a performer, you know, she's going to put all her, her all into music. And I think that there was some years where I was just like, girl, what's going on with Ivy? We still doing this? Okay. Yep, still doing it. <laughs> some people say she should have gotten the wigs. She could have. I mean, it's never too late. Like, come on. Look, everybody wanted the Beyonce wig at one point. I'm sorry, I don't, you know, Beyonce, she's never my favorite, but um, <laughs> she did that. That little, that was, that was, that's how you put something together. Mm-hmm. She did that. 
You're talking about with the um, um yeah. <laughs> oh the Balmain collection. The Balmain collection, yeah. I mean, that was a smooth transition. Cause literally we found out that, you know, she parted ways with Adidas, but then we found out about this collaboration. I'm just like, oh, okay, Beyonce. I'm still securing Great bags. <laughs> that's when you got you know, that's when, but that's when you got a good team. You mm-hmm. got a good team who's able to do because the timing was perfect. So it was like, oh, okay, the news is now out. It's been finalized. We're parting ways with ways with this. Give me 24 hours. Cause okay. a distraction. Cause, right, cause right, because <laughs> not even distraction, like give me 24 hours. Cause once once that cover hits, now you'll see it's fine. Cause now now I'm gonna make some shit y'all really can't afford. <laughs> and yeah, okay, and won't. Okay. <laughs> Cause some of the stuff that was on there, I was like, and people, yes, and people are trying to put like each outfit to a song. I'm like, cause you know, everybody's mm-hmm. waiting on them damn visuals. I never got you're your thought. Until the, you're not getting the visuals until the tour. <sighs> well, I'm going on her tour, child. I'm going to the uh going to be at Met, Met uh, Life over there in Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay, yeah. we is going to see Renaissance. Okay, I cannot I'm wait. Going, I'm going, um, I think we're going to see her now in New Orleans. Oh. Yeah, because we had tickets for MetLife Stadium and then we ended up getting getting the other tickets, so we're going to go to New Orleans to oh, okay. see her. That's I want to go to the Houston fun. show. You want to what? I want to go to the Houston show because I want to see if she's going to bring out Lizzo or... Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion or Normani, because you know they all from Houston. So I was like, yeah. I'm gonna go to the hometown show and see what she's gonna get. But right, that would be ooh, oh, the Houston get drunk <laughs> and eat good food. I wanted to go to the one in Philly because it's close and it's you know it's you know it's more feasible. But I mean, I guess you know I got go on that train, y'all. I'm going with my aunt, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun little experience. I get to see. I never I went to a concert people, before. Right? Like you going with the on I met your graduation, right? Huh? Tokyo. You going with the on I met your graduation? No, no, no. She's not gonna be there. No, you said you're going with your aunt. I'm saying, yeah. is it the one that I met your graduation? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. She going. Mm-hmm. She because when I bought the ticket, because let me tell you something. Because it was it was a real. I was scared to say. I was like, girl, I don't know if I'm gonna get this ticket because I was in the the I'm trying to find a, a spot. And I said, I told my, I was like, well, I got the ticket. She said, why you ain't, why you ain't calling me? I wanted to go too. I'm like, oh shit, okay, come on. We got the ticket real quick. So we're going to see Beyonce. You know, this is going to be a, it's going to be a life-changing event. But we need to get those visuals though. I'm ready. Like it's, when I tell you, I think our last episode, we talked about Beyonce coming back. And then like, I guess she, she ended up dropping the album. I told you, I'm trying <laughs> to tell you, dropping knowing. <laughs> I mean, like it was, it's, it's such a a lot of people say it gives Libra energy and I'm a Libra. So I, I feel like I connect with this album like I've never connected with a Beyonce album like this. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I'm listening to that thing daily, America's got a problem. When she when she performed that, I think I might pass out. Oh, that's my song. How did you got that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we got to get these visuals, child, because we got these damn stand accounts on Twitter talking about some, oh my goodness, I, I predict that she might drop the visuals. Like, yes, somebody said it was going to drop yesterday. I'm just like, stop lying. Like, <laughs> not getting the visuals until their tour kickoff. Um, so Probably going to be on Netflix. Just just wait on it. I mean, she, my, But see, this is another thing, too. It's like, because of the deals that have gone public that she, or the obligations that she has, mm-hmm. there are two things that may happen. So this tour, this tour may be documented as well, which will probably either be sold to, um, either it'll be either part of the Netflix deal or 
the Disney deal. Because I think she still has one more project she has to give to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the private show that she did um, overseas that's gonna be a thing. That could possibly be, that could possibly be a special as well. So I mean, you just have to. If, I mean, after this at this point, we've we. I mean, I think Beyonce is predictable with trying to be unpredictable. <laughs> um, you know, you just have to just just wait. Yeah, just gotta wait. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm glad that she proved that the music alone was good enough. Like, we want the visuals because Beyonce has trained us to expect visuals with her music. I think she started doing that on B-Day, where that was the first time that she had intentionally made a music video for every song. Um, and then she was inspired by Kanye and his beautiful Twisted Dark Mind um, era, where he did the a visual album. Mm-hmm. And so from there, and then going to Sasha Fierce, where she literally had she had great vi- great videos for the singles, right? But it none of it tied into like one story, because you had two sides. You had the contemporary side that she had, and then you had the R and B, hip hop, and pop side of the album. Mm. By the time we got to Four Child, we were just like, okay, girl, give me now. You got to give me these dance numbers. <laughs> When Sasha Fierce came, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, oh, you got you got routines for entire songs. Yeah, she did. <laughs> give me this girl. If you ever, give me this workout video. We just, just we, we're expecting it every time, but this time she was like, uh, right. you're just getting music, <laughs> right? And so Lemonade came, and now Lemonade's like, oh, we getting a movie, mm-hmm. we getting looks, we getting choreo, and then yeah, this one we ain't got nothing. I mean, Beyonce was a great one. I'll say that Beyonce album was good. That was a good visual album, mm-hmm. kind of. The stories didn't go together, but it was good that we got videos for all of them. But now it's like, y'all can wait. And I think it's good that she's making us wait because once it drops, it's, it's going to be a global event. It's a global event. Beyonce, she released the visuals. Y'all acting like she's going to hear these. It's, it'd be the same as if Rihanna just randomly dropped an album from nowhere. It's going to be a global event because you done made the people wait. Okay, yeah. we waiting for this like a tax refund. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Yance, that's she dropping stuff. You know, you know our girl dropping stuff too. Okay, Miss Red Ruby the Sleaze. <laughs> no, I just want to get your little thought on that. It, 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 I just need this fifteen thing. This yeah. lady gave us six singles over the past two years. Like, <laughs> you done gave me half the album, girl. Just give me the album. Come on, I don't know what's going on, child. Anyway, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Ayanla, Ayanla, child. Who? Van Zandt? Yeah. Well, she was trending on social media. <laughs> you forgot about her. Already? You forgot about her. She done stopped doing the shows, and now we done. Who that? Who? I'm, she in the news. What she do? Well, I mean, well, some people felt away about what she said on the Breakfast Club when she was like, you know, there's an absence in femininity among black women and basically says that, you know, y'all act like men in dresses and y'all want y'all men to be y'all girlfriend. Yeah. What? That's not really the case. No, that's not the case. Let's get on here. We like dating. No, it's just that these, it's like the roles have changed. Like these men, let me not say it like that. Men have become a little bit open in their femininity. 
Let's go with that. Okay. They're being a little bit more soft. They're a little bit more open. And, and I feel mm. like a lot of women don't know how to accept that. They're, we're so used to men being masculine. You're, you're supposed to be a man. A man is supposed to be doing a certain type of these gender roles. Mm-hmm. That's what we're used to. So I think the roles change. I don't know what's been going on, but I understand what she's saying. But I don't think, like, maybe it's the way she worded it, but it's just been, like, a major switch between men and the men and women like Mm -hmm. women are becoming a little bit more masculine a little bit more comfortable in their masculine energy where they feel like um maybe black women that they have to protect themselves and this is the only way that i can protect myself because that's how i saw men protect themselves and nobody's gonna mess with a man if they you know hold their ground so if i hold my ground i'm a little bit more aggressive than uh what your typical female would be Mm -hmm. then I'm, I'm, I'll be okay because we don't feel, I feel, and I'll say personally, I don't feel protected by the black men that I have been encountering. I don't, I don't look at them as weak or anything like that. I just feel like they don't protect us like they did back in the nineties, what I would see back in the nineties. So I understand the way some of, some of, some women, how, why they are the way they are and how they're coming off the way they are. Um, but her wording it like that, I don't know. It makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I think but it's fine. We're not but, men in skirts. But we do have to be okay with. So what? What I what I want for our society at this point is to be okay, like to to welcome being uncomfortable. Uh, we're in this PC place where we don't understand the value of being uncomfortable. Like you think it's comfortable for a caterpillar to be locked up in a cocoon for three months <laughs> in a tiny space as it's growing, as it's evolving. Um, you think it's you think it's comfortable for a baby to be born? It's not comfortable, but it's it's a necessary part of change and transformation. And when it comes to masculinity and femininity and how how we assign particular roles and attitudes and um, and expectations on people just because of how their body is designed, I think that the conversation now needs to be leaning towards. Now that we recognize that both men and women can possess and access both feminine and masculine energies and can choose how they show up in this world by which energy they give off most, because that's what we are. It's like, it's not that the men are more feminine now. There have always been men who were, um, who were able to be empathetic. There were always men who were able to communicate. There were always men who um, were creative. There were always men who had no problem expressing emotion. Just like there have always been women who can be more guarded or can be more stern or be more tactical. Women who can provide, like the, the roles, the expectations and roles have been shifting back and forth all over time. This isn't new. If you look at most African, um, most um, uh, African tribes um, going back thousands of years, the women were in control. And the men, their jobs, like the, the men were forced to be the protectors. You're the man, go get this spear, go get the food, bring it back. I'm pregnant, I'm raising the babies, I'm making the laws. There were very, very matriarchal families and men had assigned roles and women understood their roles because if I'm the one bringing life in the world, you have to protect me, right? Mm-hmm. We can't survive if we out in the wild and I'm the woman that's able to bring life in the world and you let a tiger come eat my ass. No, I need you to be on guard. 
right? Or if we're if our if our village is under attack and I have the kids with me, I need you out there fighting to make sure that we're not taken, right? And then there are some villages where the women were the warriors and the men were the ones that made sure that they were, because they were the ones planting. They were the farmers. They were the, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody had a job to do. And in certain spaces, the jobs were different. In America, we have a very long history when it comes to Black people, Black Africans coming over here, then watching white people literally destroy our families mm. to weaken us where you take the man away where he can't protect his family. Because if I'm taking this, if I take the strongest one, I'm showing I'm going to kill him in front of all of y'all. They can't protect you. So it's, it's part of the download and the, and the, the thought process generationally. Now we ain't enslaved anymore, but we moved, you talking about the nineties, the eighties and nineties where they were locking up black men for having, having less than an ounce of weed. They were going to jail for 30 years, 30, 40 years for having a joint in their car taking black men out of the homes and then telling women when they when they applied for federal or state assistance that if they got a boyfriend or a man, the man can't live in the house with them because if a man lives in the house, you can't get you can't get food stamps anymore. Hmm. You can't get rental assistance anymore if you have a man in the house. So what happens is I'd rather make sure that I can feed my kids than let this nigga stay here. Right. It's systemic. So it right, it's systemic. It's the conditioning of trying of of forcing black women to have to protect themselves and their families, and also forcing black men in a space where they don't feel like they're needed. Black women, I mean, black women can do whatever. I feel like all people can do whatever they want, right? But when we're talking about the structure of families, we're talking about the expectation of how black men and black women are supposed to interact with each other. I kind of got offended when you said that you don't feel you don't feel protected by a lot of the, some of the black men that you've encountered, and maybe you're talking about like, romantically. Like, but like, I'm a black like, man, and you know I'll drag somebody from here down to Trent <laughs> all the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying, like, just from seeing and hearing, like, even the conversations that mm-hmm. they have, it's like you just got you got to be there, man. But I, but I think like, I, the right. They talk is just. Mm-hmm. It's uncertain. You like, is this man really going to like protect me? Is he going to really like if something like pop off right now? Like, how mm-hmm. safe do I feel with this person? Right. And a lot of like we're saying, maybe it's just the ones out here in Jersey, but they just, I um, guess, it, it is the fact that, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I've, the fact that yeah. She said, we had to back in the day in the nineties. We had to learn to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We learned. We had to learn how to do that because our protectors were being taken away from us. And I'm a nineties baby. I mean, that's what yeah. I saw. My father was a provider. I mean, he might yeah. not did it the right way, but he was a provider. So in my eyes, I'm always, and it also can be the mentality of how you were raised and what what male figures were around you. Yep. Like I didn't have my father around me all the time, so I always had to be that tough girl. Like you're not gonna boss bust up on me. I've mm-hmm. always had this attitude. I've always been the one with the stern personality where it's like, oh my gosh, she's a bitch. She's mean. And it's like, I'm not a bitch. It's just something that I've learned. Mm-hmm. I've learned. I saw my mother do it by herself. Right. I saw her, She's protected me long enough. So I got to learn how to protect myself. Yeah. Right. But do you see how I sometimes... Like they, oh, go, go. Do you see how sometimes sorry, you get called... Like when, oops, sorry. Um, you okay. When, he, <laughs> when people see, I feel like when people see, I would say strong women or women that have to be strong, 
it's almost like, all right, well, I don't want to deal with that. And then we we continue to be strong because if you're not going to deal with it, all right, well, I'm going to continue. Because you haven't found the space where you can be vulnerable in your feminine. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that with anybody. I don't feel like that with people, like with people, period. I have to build like this, this, uh, some type of relationship with you where I feel like I can be vulnerable because when I'm vulnerable, I'm vulnerable. You get everything. Yeah. So I get it. You know what I mean? I do get it. Mm-hmm. And I understand what, uh, what um, Derek was saying, oh. it makes so much yeah. sense. And I'm yeah. like, him opening his mouth and saying that, I'm like, that's probably why the way I, you know, I am the way I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but do you I mean, see? She could have worded it. She could have worded it differently. Yeah. But I, as soon as you said, I was like, I understand what she's saying, especially being a man that was raised in a matriarchal kind of family where I was raised around strong women. Right? My mom was a strong ass woman. My dad was a creative. He, you know, did whatever he wanted to do, whatever. Um, but as I grew up, and I even had even me having to like do my own healing and like doing a lot of unlearning, I had to relearn and really accept how the cards were laid for me. So it made sense to me about, oh, this makes so much sense about me being who I am and how I operate and why I'm able to communicate the way I communicate now is because as a black male, I was around a lot of um, strong black women who were able to communicate. They, um, they, you, they, though now in today's world, it was like, oh, a lot of masculine women my mom is probably one. She, my mom is a girl. Like you know, you met my mom for your birthday when she came. My mom is like my mom's husband, a girl. But as a single mom, as a single mother, based on the role that she had to play, my mother realized like there's not a man in the house. I'm not going to be bringing niggas around here. I have great, I have great uncles. You know what I mean? Um, but my mom was very stern. My mom's very logical. My mom's very practical, and she's like, do this. It has to make sense. Yeah. Protect your brothers. Protect your sister. Like she instilled that in us in the absence of our father, right? Um, but what it what it allowed me to do is, because I knew there were women around me that were willing to protect me, right? That means I found a place that I could be vulnerable to. I don't have to, I don't have to be as hard. Yeah. I don't have to be, I ain't gotta do all of this, mm-hmm. right? Because I ain't afraid of none of you niggas. Mm-hmm. If I have to step, I can step. Right. And, and look and at the look at the men that, that do do that, though, like that, that put on this show of, oh, I'm super hyper masculine. I think that sometimes when we throw the, oh, you're not feminine or you're being masculine around, mm-hmm. like it's it's condescending because it's like and it's also a slippery slope because it's like, girl, what what do you mean? So because I choose to work or because I choose to stand up for myself and say what I need, what needs to be said, I'm looked at as masculine. Mm-hmm. I don't clean. I don't wash dishes. I'm looked at as masculine or I choose to do whatever right vice versa with men i'm like because i want to talk back because i feel something i feel a way about something and i want to vocalize it i'm now feminine right i think we got we got to label it something else it's that right it's the assignment it's the assignment of activity to emotional expression Mm -hmm. and i think that but that that also goes in this this child let me tell you i'm I'm gonna say everything lines back up with with white supremacy but Uh patriarchal imperial capitalism and supremacy there's a there is a form of this is what a man is this is what a woman is mm-hmm. this is what a man does it's dehumanizing this is, woman does. this is how a man feels this is what a woman feels and it's rigid there's no in between it's very black and white when you marry these structures and you over over time it becomes expectation 
you look at people like the Orthodox Jews or the Hasidic Jews, there's a reason why they all dress the same. Because the men look like this, they're allowed to do this. The women look like this. They can't wear their hair. They, and it's that's something they teach their kids. They protect it, right? They've been able to do it for just thousands of years now mm-hmm. because that is how they, 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 that's how they built up their society and that's what they protect, right? And they guard against it regardless of what's happening in the rest of the world, right? They're not out trying to tell you, you should do this. You should dress like this. They, they don't care about that. Mm-hmm. What they're going to say is, well, for me and my house, this is what we do. I found somebody that was raised in this, that agrees. We want to have children that, that carry this on, right? If the, if the child goes up and says, I want to do something else, they go out in the world and, the, and, and they keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we, we haven't been allowed to do that in a way. Yeah. Because what we associate our freedom with is the freedom to tell other people what to do. You a man dressed like that in skinny jeans? Oh, you ain't a real man. Why? What makes me less real than the one that's sagging and showing his ass to every nigga that's on the street? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Right? So it's not like it's not real. It's all constructed. It's not real. And I think the, the moment that we collectively decide none of this shit that we were made to believe is it's not real in a sense where... Um, it's moving us forward in any way. It's not moving human evolution forward. There is a, the fight right now is to keep us from progressing. Yeah. Keep us. That's why you have conservatives and mm. progressives. To conserve means to keep. Conserving. Hey, we went too far. Let's bring it in. Yep. <laughs> Progression means, okay, girl, this, is, this may be new territory, but we have to keep moving forward. And some people use fear to keep us from moving forward. So all of that ties into what we were talking about earlier in the conversation, back to the LGBTQ rights, back to this masculinity versus femininity thing. As human beings, if we're going to evolve, we have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable because in those uncomfortable moments, we're able to have conversations, dialogues, expressions, and reflections that could lead us to a new solution forward so that we don't go back and be stuck for another thousand years. Just something to think about. But I didn't want to get too deep on y'all. I know this is an entertainment podcast. <laughs> I love it. You, over here, you got me over here, right? No, for real, for real. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We put this down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to talk about this because it just, it bothered me because I usually, like everything this woman says, I'm like, yes, she right. She right about that. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. this one I was like okay this is this is see, see somewhatly dog whistling a lot of these black male podcasters that say that oh well you know the, the modern women or the western women they're masculine and that's why we gotta go to this country to get the I'm like child it's it's a mess and I, and I hated that she kind of validated their beliefs because because what she said was what a lot of these black male podcasters be doing they they be saying I don't know if you noticed like the fresh and fits the autumn. Did you see the one with the girl where um with the blue hair rapper with the blue hair was there and then the Christian like so to 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 your point I think what the mistake the mistake is is and I mean I probably make this mistake sometimes too is like the generalization of women men black people black men black women where as we have to keep in mind we are not a monolith we are all 
it would be different, have mm-hmm. different ideas, different opinions, different expressions. And so it's always best to say some, you know, some, there are some women who lead with masculine energy. Mm-hmm. There are some men that lead with their feminine energy. They may be a match for each other. They may be. Yeah, she should have worded it like that. Right. That because way she would have been like, all right, well, I might not be her, but I get what you say. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there, there are some men who who exert their masculinity in a different way or in a more, um, I'm, t- I'm trying not to say stereotypical, but in a more traditional way. That okay. makes sense. Traditional. They exert their masculinity in a more traditional way as a provider, being stoic, not not to thinking through being logical and not emotional, um, you know, like the more traditional way of what manliness looks like or has been taught to them. Right. And that's great for a woman who wants to just live in her feminine energy. It makes sense. If you're a woman and you want to live in your feminine energy and also have a family and be, feel protected by a man who lives in his masculinity, do that. But leave the rest of us the fuck alone. We don't care. <laughs> like, girl, yeah. we, don't, we don't care. Yeah. Like, do that. Find your tribe. Find your people. Mm-hmm. And and leave the rest of us alone. Yeah. That's going to be my message. Every, everyone has a choice to be, you know, however they want to be. And I think that that's right. very Find much Find your okay. people and leave, leave, leave us alone. Leave us alone. Please. <laughs> All right, let's get into the mess, child. Let's get into the reality TV. Now, have you been following the Escape and SWV show? I mean, in any capacity, like whether yeah. it is watching or just seeing what's going on on social media. I've been seeing snippets, and let uh-huh. me tell you something. Uh-huh. It is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I knew it was coming. So, I so, knew it. so, I okay. Know, you know, I never knew they had these. Mm-hmm. I, I did. Never knew I did because I remember when they first had their show, and it was like the sisters versus Candy. But let me just give y'all the the tea of what's been going on. Okay, so the okay. Escape Show has started. I mean, it's we're like three episodes in. I've been watching every week, child. Um, and there's some drama with the Escape ladies. Okay, so first of all, there's tension between Tasha and Candy. There's ten- tension between Latasha and her sister Tamika because Tamika's over here saying that she stole thirty thousand dollars in royalties money. Mm. Okay, um, and just the group just feels a way about Latasha essentially having like a solo gossip, go- uh, not gossip, um, gospel album. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody that made their little videos on the side of the show, you know, Candy did her little thing talking about whatever the hell she was talking about. I think the mask is coming off for Candy. Candy is not a damn angel. I think that she is definitely pulling some strings behind the scenes. Latasha ain't no better. But after watching her video, because she has responded to everything that the girls have been talking about, the show and everything, coming for production, coming for Candy and Tamika. Okay, so she basically said production is shady. The first scene that she taped was when they were at their mother's house when she was trying to, you know, extend the olive branch and hug her sister, whatever. And Tamika was feeling away. But the way that it came out, we first seen her when she met up with SWV and she was being and Latasha was being real dismissive towards Tamika. So, I mean, it's her (laughs) word against production. You know, I don't know who's lying. It seemed like all these girls, they got their own little story and it's really hard to follow like whose side is on who. She debunked the whole $30,000 thing. 
now to be honest, I do think she did t- took that money. I I do, I, and I she think took that money. And I think that mom that mom got a little piece too because she was over here defending her uh defending Latasha. And no, and she was defending Latasha. Mommy and my mother, girl, and that boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she basically comes for Candy singing too. I was like, oh child. Says she was crying to Jermaine Dupri back in the nineties because she wanted to sing lead. Sounds about Candy. Uh, so I mean, it's just well, a, it's their group. It's a lot going on. Oh, but did you see Candy's YouTube? No, she I... really. She was like, she she went off about that, mm-hmm. and she was saying how most of the songs that they did on a couple of albums, she sang lead on them. Mm-hmm. She pointed them out. She wasn't lying. Well, I think the I think it was the semantics of whether Tasha was upset or felt a way about Candy singing lead. And it was more so about, no, I'm not upset about you singing lead. You're upset because I was supposed, I got asked to sing lead. Mm. You sing lead, it's fine. Um, The issue was that when she would sing lead, Candy would have an issue with it. Mm. So, um, so Candy going off and saying, well, I sang lead on this song, this on this song. Why would I be mad about you singing lead when I sang lead on most of these songs? Like, no, girl, the reason you sang lead on most of these songs is because you got upset when I did sing lead. That's why you sing lead on most of these songs. But and to I be honest, she was, but, she was a, but, but Tasha's a better singer. So, yeah. so that's in that right there. Uh-huh. Tasha's a better singer, she is. hopefully. She's a better, Candy is a great writer. I think that what happens with groups, yep. especially when as you get older and you want everybody wants to have their own, everybody grows into your own space. I love how Tiny has stayed out of the fray. She's like, bitch, I'm a songwriter. I can sing. I'm getting my bread. What we doing? Right? I'll figure out shit out if we can get this bag. Um, like you said, if you think the mask is coming off of Candy, it's so crazy. I'd be looking at the comments and people act like Candy's, all co- Candy's constantly under attack. I was like, well, everybody can't be lying about you. Ooh, people behind the scenes are saying that this is what they've experienced of you. And anytime these people come forward and say these things, she brushes it off like, oh, I ain't worried about blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then after, when when being addressed, like face to face, like we've seen at these reunions where you got to deal with the shit face to face, she starts there crying, talking shit. Mm-hmm. And you be like, oh, we don't have, listen, they ain't I all just lying. feel like, girl. <laughs> right. <I> just, <laughs> right. Sound like a Billy girl, Goat. They not all line on you. Yeah. And um, I think that Candy is brand forward. So whatever she does, she's always going to think about her brand and how to protect and deflect anything that can harm her brand or reputation because it's her bread and butter. Um, but, you know, watching the show, I hope, because it's like, I remember I went to the Great Escape Tour when they came here. Mm-hmm. I was here when they performed with, I think, um, who performed with them uh, that, that night? It was uh, Tamar... I think Mon- I think it was Tamar, Monica, and Escape. Don't bring up Tamar, child, because that was a whole topic too. And it was, and it was great. <laughs> it was a great. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, what about Tamar and Candy? And yeah, I mean, like I said, like, like you said, everybody has had dealings with this person. Even when you want to bring up Nene, Nene said that Candy was being real spiteful behind the scenes with the whole Real Housewives of Atlanta season. That was her last season. Candy, you are. The problem. The problem. And and, and, and <laughs> Latasha may be the problem too. You know? She in, in some aspects when it comes That's to her ego. sister. That's ego. They're having ego battles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, just, it's just ego battles. But when it comes to her and her sister, <clears throat> every time I think about it, I think about that um that clip 
when Nene was uh, in, in Dwight's face. You gave Greg $10,000. <laughs> you gave Greg $10,000. Like, that's what it's, it's giving very yeah. much. Like, you stole um, I was like, now some stuff, mm-hmm. y'all need to keep me out family, okay? Because it's, cause now everything. You seen that mama. Out. She said, cut the damn cameras off. I'm like, oh, right. Don't be talking. Now y'all, now see. Tell the family business. Right. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm at yeah. my house and spilling the beans, trying to get us. And I gotta up. go to church on Sunday and hear about this. Mm. <laughs> right, Mm-mm-mm-mm. right. You no, know, the part for me was when when Tamika was like, "You still can go to jail." You said you still. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to you wanna go to jail? <laughs> okay, because right. I got the receipts. Well, Latasha's response to that is like, you know, you know, my sister lies a lot, and she had pulled up receipts of Latasha saying. You know, I was wrong on that. You know, calling, lying about candy and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't but know who to believe. Lying about a group member, about a group member sleeping with a producer, is not the same as saying my sister stole thirty thousand dollars mm. from me. It's not the same. Yeah, because that's that's. I mean, that's definitely. It's a different. It's a different career ending. I mean, like connections, all that. You was a thief. Like that's that's a real big accusation. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just praying that SWV don't pull out on their ass. They like we too old for this shit. I think right. Really, the thugs. You know what got them? They really pulled. You know what got them though? You know what got them to? Because when they were when Candy was talking about that damn well, I feel like we should get top billing. That bothered the hell out of me because I'm like, girl, let's be clear. Like, SWV had way more hits. And if you want to talk about, oh, well, y'all had hits in the 90s, look up Spotify. Look up the streams. They have 3 million. Y'all still at 800,000. They still, yeah. SWV, still that girl. Music still getting sampled. I mean, I ain't heard, I don't know. I maybe missed it, but I ain't heard an Escape song being sampled yet that became a hit. Oh, well, our but, booking fee, our booking fee is high. Okay, but that's, <laughs> that's right. But that's business, though. That is business. So, 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 I will say I'm not playing devil's advocate, but on mm-hmm. a business standpoint. So, say that, say that, um, say that you you tour a group, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all a group, and I'm an artist by myself. And you know, I've been out for 20 years. Y'all been out for like five years, 15, five years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Y'all are more popular. You know what I'm saying? You're you're more relevant right now. The people love you. And um, your booking fee, a show is $10,000. That's how much you, that's your booking fee, $10,000, right? And for me, I'm not as relevant right now, but um, culturally, I'm, I'm more culturally relevant than you are. Um, and... You know, my booking fees only. My booking fees only five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? So, if someone wanted to book us together, what most people think is like, oh, well, that's just fifteen thousand dollars, right? It's like no, because if we're gonna co-headline this, if I'm going to be on the tour with them, and I'm more culturally, I'm more culturally relevant than they are, I can say for I can say for the show, I want. Ten thousand dollars as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want a co-headline, which means I want we want I want us to have the, I want us to have equal billing. You paying them ten thousand dollars, you paying me ten thousand mm. dollars, right? Okay. So that's what that's what SWV was saying. It's like, well, listen, yeah, y'all's booking fee is more, 
Candy's thing is, well, we can't bring our booking fee down to meet y'all. And so he's like, well, we didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> Period. We didn't ask you to do that. Who said that? We said we wanted the same thing. We want the same thing that you're getting. Well, it's four of us and it's three of y'all. And so, <laughs> what that mean? Y'all got any new music coming out? I didn't think y'all did. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Legends Tour. And I think that it's, you know, right. So it's just, it's just, it's about, it's about handling the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that SWV was kind of insulted. I think it's the way that Candy presented the information mm-hmm. as if SWV isn't deserving of being at top build with them. Right. And Candy was like, well, you know, this is, you know, because of the show, we bring you more, you know, bring you relevancy, the, you know, the verses and blah, blah, blah. And they SWV's won the verses. Like, it's like it's- I mean, like they, that was like, come on, it's SWV. Yeah. That's like, I can't even imagine Destiny's Child going on tour with TLC and having this kind of argument. <laughs> Can you imagine Beyonce telling T-Boz, like, I think Destiny's Child should have top billing. <laughs> it should be Destiny's Child with TLC. Can you imagine? You want a what now? Or in vogue? That's his child featuring in vogue. Girl, if you don't get your if you don't change change that feature into in Well, I don't know. I don't know because they got the wild card. Destiny's child got the wild card now because of Beyonce's in there. They got Beyonce? Now you know damn well if Beyonce first of all, Beyonce ain't coming. Okay. <laughs> you gonna get the you gonna, you gonna get the Destiny's child. It's gonna be Kelly, Michelle, Solange, and Latavia. Latoya. Latavia. Oh, I thought her. Oh, it's Latoya. Oh, my bad. Why you would need there? people. You would need people that can sing. No, no oh. shade. No shade. I'm, talking, I'm talking about. I ain't mean it like that. Uh oh. I'm talking about like that can that can sing like like lead. Okay. Like, okay. You know I mean? Um. So Beyonce's not in this yeah. conversation. Okay. All right. You know Beyonce wouldn't be. It was a, it was a hypothetical, but mm-hmm. it's doubtful. It's doubtful. Because, I mean, Destiny's Child <laughs> opened up for them before. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like, Escape came out. They opened up for SAV. So it's like, that was just a business move that Candy was trying to make. It just didn't land well. You can't land well like that with Legends. You can't do that. Yeah. It no, came out. It, also, it also goes back to how you're wording stuff. They're not mm-hmm. trying to, they're not, they're not going to try to hear anything you're saying if you're belittling them. Like, you're mm-hmm. belittling them. Right, that's why um, Coco was like, 30 million records, child. What you talking about? 30, 30 million yeah. records. I said, y'all, and it's funny because they got, they're got they going through the same thing. Escapes go through the same thing that SWV went through. Because, you know, Coco left and did gospel. So it's like, you got Latasha right now. Y'all, you know, f- y'all figuring this out. Mm-hmm. But hopefully through, through the season, we see them kind of take on more of like a mentor you know, a mentoring role with Escape to kind of bring them through this because they've already done it. They've experienced it and come back together to make the money. Um, but yeah, the drama is the drama is dramaing. Even even down to Latasha's husband's mistress doing Tasha K, and it's just a lot. It's like this show came and just yeah, not, so not Latasha's mistress. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I, I seen that interview with. Uh, it's just a lot. I was like, "Damn, Candy is boring as hell." <laughs> but when she get around the right people, mm-hmm. it's the people that you watch. I ain't never seen her so lively. But when no, it's- Candy's still boring, I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't know how many more shows they're gonna put this lady on. 
Candy is boring. Candy herself is boring. But the yeah. people she be around, child. And I think let's be cl- and let's be clear. They're talking about their relevancy now. Your relevancy is because you've been like a you've been a real housewives of Atlanta for like X amount of years. Tiny has been on a show for X amount of years. You built a fan base. You built a new fan base. But I I bet you any amount of money that half of them fan bases that y'all done created, they don't know a lot of y'all songs. They don't know a lot of y'all catalog. They know you because of housewives. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's okay. They just want to see you, honestly. <laughs> they probably, honestly, they gonna do a little two set when they when they hearing your song. I don't know the song, but like it's candy, so I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> girl. Yeah, like oh my god, I like you. I like you from Real Housewives of Detroit. You'd be like, bitch, who you know who that is? Like, yeah, that's Diana. Like, no, bitch, that's Diana Ross. She was a supreme. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Right. You be like, you be like, oh, okay. In the way that the way production be having candy, <laughs> like when they said, "Oh, go out and play my pickets," I'm like, "Girl, not we, 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 we. what? I'm, that girl, that girl, greed. Okay, <laughs> that girl. I mean, look, look. I ain't going. Sh- I ain't look. Make your money. Even if you got a mansion, you got millions of dollars. You still want to go out and play lottery? I mean, it's your money, but I'm just like candy. It's, <laughs> I'm telling you, like I said, that mask is coming off, and I and I cannot wait for it. Um, I, I want it to really unfold on this next. It's probably not gonna happen, but soon on Red Housewives of Atlanta, that will unfold, child. That will be the end of candy. That'll be last season. Well, she gets the villain filter this season. Oh, you? Think, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's her turn. It's her turn. It's definitely. It's, oh, it's, it's her turn. So, can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, this is going to You don't care. It's another check. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> so it. I, I'm, I'm out here. We're going to get that Billy Go Cry. That Billy Go Cry child. Well, I just feel like you girls. Girl. <laughs> like when she did. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, I got one more topic to talk about. I mean, it's really like it's it's about this the TikTok ban, child. They about to ban TikTok. I'm about to be out here. I done. I done it's this is now the second time they tried to ban TikTok. So, did they ba- say why the reasoning? The reasoning behind it? Well, I honestly, I haven't heard about this data protection. Data protection. So basically, what happened was was going on is you know. Uh, Many members of Congress, they're citing concerns of privacy for uh, American data protection for children online in connection with the Chinese Communist Party. So they think because, okay, he's a the person that owns TikTok is Chinese, I believe. And they think that somehow the data from TikTok is being sent over to China. Well, there's no proof of that. Right. The man grew up in I think he said he was from Singapore. He ended up moving to uh, Europe. Europe to go to college and then he ended up coming to America, married somebody from Virginia. I mean, yes, he's eight, he's like he's Chinese, but it's not like I don't think he's 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 well, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. But I'm just I don't trust that he's not compromised. Yeah. And I think that so they're posing this as a national security issue. Mm -hmm. Is that if Americans have accepted the terms and conditions to have their data accessible to this Chinese run, because it's still a Chinese owned and run company, right? Mm-hmm. China still China still has governance over TikTok. Oh. Um, so when you talk about um, the FCC or the Federal, um, Federal Communication Commission, right? Commerce Commission, sorry. Um, 
there's there are certain there are certain rules that are in place that are supposed to be protecting data. Um, and there have been data leaks and breaches on that platform before. Okay. Right? And so right now, this you, you have to think about the context and where we are uh, in global affairs. Right now, America is literally aiding uh, an adversary that is aligned with China. So you have you have Ukraine and you have Russia in this war. You have the United States here, mm-hmm. and then you have now China here. So it's literally like we're here now, without there, you know, without so many words. We're both we're all participating in a war, um, which means that you have to question everything. You have to think about national security. That's why the whole Chinese balloon air the air balloon thing mm-hmm. was such a big deal. Because why is it over here? Why are you have an information balloon over here? Um, it could this be a potential attack? Is this a surveillance? Like, are they are they doing tactical things with with Russia and going to align themselves with North Korea? Because you have to understand, okay. there is always going to be the struggle for power, and our American data is important. And so that's why looking at what are the opportunities for these breaches to occur. TikTok is right now the largest platform in the world, the most used social media platform in the world which it means that there's a lot of data that they have access yeah. to. 150 million wow. people are on TikTok. Right. So as far as how are they going to use that data? So that's what mm-hmm. the congressional hearings are for. And I think that's going to determine whether or not, do this investigation, whether or not there's going to be a TikTok right. ban. If they're not able to prove that there has been significant data breaches or that this data has not been sold or used for any, um, um, you know, malicious, malicious reasons, then I don't think they'll. I don't think it'll stand because then they'll be in violation of uh, free enterprise. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, and free enterprise and access. So I think it's something to watch closely. Mm-hmm. If they shut down TikTok, the only thing you can expect is that there's, that there's going to be an American boom on Instagram because that's why we got reels. Like that's why when, once Meta bought once Meta bought Instagram, or once Facebook bought Instagram, they became Meta. Mm-hmm. They started they started replicating some of the technology of TikTok just in case TikTok got banned. Well, here's here's my problem, and I'm glad you brought up Instagram because that's that's been a whole thing. First of all, fuck Instagram. Anyway, Zuckerberg, one of the main reasons why they're, are, they're doing these hearings right now is because he lobbied them to do it. Like, he literally got the government to literally look at TikTok and was like, okay, we need to, we might need to ban you, Okay. He's the one because everybody's on TikTok now. Nobody's really on Meta, Facebook, Instagram right now. It's, it, you know, he's TikTok is eating a lot of these social media apps up. And so they came together to try to ban TikTok. And this is because they couldn't get it in sales. They couldn't get it in user uh, people using the app. So they had to get them like this. And that's where that's where it comes disingenuous, too, because it's like, are you really trying mm-hmm. to protect the the citizens or y'all just trying to make sure that your apps are being eliminate, eliminate competition so yeah, also, there, i think i think two things can be true at one time so i think it could be that but there also if you remember the hearings that mark zuckerberg went through uh, before facebook and instagram merged and became meta about their security breaches and how they were doing their data so if if me being an american-based company if these are the regulations that i have to follow these are the changes i have to make to maintain my platforms and um, you know, and how I have to secure data and these are steps I have to take. 
it's not fair that a foreign a foreign platform mm-hmm. is able to have access to American data and not be regulated just as strenuously. Right. So it should be investigated. If because they like if, if Facebook, we've already went through our investigation. Yeah. Why is no one investigating TikTok when they have now they have access to um, to the most users in the world? They have access to American information as well. And TikToks are being shared on our platforms. That's why the algorithm works way not like if you take a like a TikTok on Instagram can get suppressed because if you have that if you have the logo of TikTok in there it'll get it'll get dropped in the algorithm. That, that's Instagram. Algorithm. Instagram started doing that. That's all Instagram. And this is this is this is my problem with Instagram right now. They literally are because I don't know if you know about this about the bonus program. With the reels, they just stopped that because they believe that TikTok will be banned. They had a bonus program for creators to. Create to I know I'm part of it, and I get my I get I like my little check from Facebook on Cash. I heard they I heard they turned that thing off. Did it? When did they? It was it was definitely a a week or two ago, and I was on it. I was making the money that I was making, and you know I, I understand now that you can't you can't have the TikTok watermark because. Instagram wants you to use their site Instagram. to make, yeah, which a lot of people complain that this that it's just not as good as TikTok. Like, it's better, it's just easier and better to use, to make videos on TikTok than it is on Instagram. I mean, if this... It's easier to find, it's easier to find community um, on TikTok than it is on Instagram. Yeah, the algorithm is, is shot. Like, you can't, like, I remember I posted something on there you can't even really post pictures on there. You don't get no type of traction. Like literally, I have to literally post a reel. <sighs> I mean, it's it's. I think that you know, our data is important. I think that type of s- stuff, you know, protecting Americans' data is definitely important. I don't think that banning the app is the solution. Maybe regulating it a little bit more because some of the people that were on there that was questioning, that was you know, really hounding him, uh, the CEO. We're really making some valid points. I mean, TikTok ain't no angel here. We, you know, we know that there's suppression of black creators. Okay, I've been talking about that for as long as I've been on there. They suppress the hell out of black creators, and they up and they 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 promote other creators. You know what I'm saying? Or or basically white creators. Let's be very clear. I mean, because this this happened to all the PLC. That was a that was a good point. I think what some people were saying, oh, well, you guys control the Wi-Fi and you do this and talk. And they're talking about things they do, that they don't understand. And it was kind of like the same thing when they had they had a uh, Zuckerberg on trial and Zuckerberg was making them look stupid. <laughs> I wish the CEO of TikTok was it was a little bit more like Zuckerberg because he, he was just letting them have it. <laughs> Like, I was just like, okay, well, you ain't putting up a good fight, child. Like, TikTok, I think it's my, it, it might be it. <laughs> but I think that TikTok creators do not go on Instagram because the stuff that you were getting, the, the, a lot of people that got a lot of followers, big and small, you're not going to get that same reception on Instagram. Instagram is not paying. They are not paying. They stopped the bonus program. That is, I heard about that and, and, I'm living proof because I'm looking at my bonus program right now. They said, oh, we'll let you know when there's other offers. I'm like, what the? F- I just got on this shit. <laughs> I, and I generated like, and, and they owe me too because like, because you can see when you're, on, when you're on the dashboard and you can see how much money you generated. They only gave me fucking $27. Girl, I had way more in there. And I know I'm like, Instagram, I know you're not taking out taxes because TikTok don't do that. I get the exact amount. 
I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm just, as a creator, it kind of frustrates me because the ability <clears throat> for our country to be like, you can't have this no more. I don't like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it should be regulated. Well, I don't think it should go away. But, you know, this is my thing. <laughs> my That's why I was like, well, just take your little reels and put them on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be on YouTube yeah. a lot more. Okay. If they do ban TikTok, I'm going to just be on YouTube. I'm going to be on Instagram to get my little celebrity gossip and stuff like that, send messages and communicate with people. Um, we won't be posted there no more. Nope. Nobody, nobody, nope. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be on YouTube. Okay. And that's that's what I wanted to do anyway, because YouTube is, they. I'm a YouTube partner now. So, you know, they pay a little better on this app. Um, yeah. So we just going to do that. Eat, we're going to do that transition. Okay. And I'm telling my followers, come here. Because this is where I'm going to be at primarily. I mean... <laughs> so my move. Okay. I don't live there no more. I don't live there no more. <laughs> and I'm damn sure I ain't going to be on Facebook. Facebook, oh my God, the algorithm algorithm on there is horrible. I mean, that's that's literally the new MySpace. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. cause that was our MySpace after MySpace. It MySpace, was. I, it I, was. Definitely on Facebook. I feel like I'm on there just to catch up with people I like people from back home. And, like family. Yeah, family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, this was a good episode. I had a good time. I'm glad you came back. Of course. Of yeah. course. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, make sure that you all go and stream Gold Rush X. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Uh, look out for the official announcement for the um, premiere date for The Circle New York season six. And you can follow me on, uh, I'm scared to say it, Natcha. Follow, follow me on, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Look, 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 look. Doll. Right. And then for all other things, uh, Prince Derek Doll, you can find me at www.thederekdoll.com. So thank you all so much for having me. Yes, period. Hold on, let me get my bomb. You know you're, you're a busy man. Uh-huh. So. His information will all be in the description. I'll, I'll just share your uh, link tree. Because it has everything okay. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. All Very right. Good. We about to get out of here. Well, I'll see y'all later. Bye. Yes. Enjoy the rest Bye. of y'all weekend. <laughs>